What is up, my plowcasters? It's your plow bros here, Paul and Evan, coming back at you with another in-depth Bad Batch review. This time we got Season 1, Episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our reaction to the episode, which we did live, um, to see kind of our first impressions. Um, and then stick around for now as we dive in to our episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically in this one, we're going to be, you know, taking a taking a little deeper dive into what happened in the episode um, a lot more than we do in the initial videos. Um, this episode, as the title implied, puts us back on Ryloth. Um, so I kind of wanted to start there with the, uh, the Sindula family, who is native to Ryloth. Um, we, we got to see more of Hera this time. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know how other people feel, but I, I kind of liked her more in this episode. Um, she, we're, seeing, we're seeing more of her uh, sort of piloting skills. We're seeing her kind of develop. She's still, like, novice i guess like she was like as soon as they took off she was bumping into the other shuttles and like crashing all over the place um but she has skill and uh she's she is learning um i i really thought that her her and omega was her their interactions were fun um we said we said in the last episode that we were hoping to see more of that because the one scene they had uh together on the moon on the bad batches shuttle uh was really fun and I'm glad we got more of that because now they're like actual friends. They're like really close. Um, but yeah, they they were they were flying the shuttle together, and, you know, shooting down the the control panel for the for the turrets or whatever it was. Um, their goodbye, where they're like hugging, and you know, it was a very wholesome moment. Uh, and I hope they found a way to keep in touch. I guess. Uh, but how did how did you feel about Hera and continuing her story from the last episode? I also liked her a little bit better in this episode. <laughs> um, I'm glad they gave her and Omega um, just so much freedom uh, to like think on their feet, kind of switch the plan up on, on the fly. Um, we've seen that with Omega a little bit already, kind of in earlier episodes, but now seeing her and her friend Hera, um, we know what Hera <laughs> eventually turns out to be. Um, and to see Hera and Omega work so well, um, I think foreshadows kind of what Omega might become somewhere um, kind of very much the same boat as Hera. Um, yeah. But yeah, seeing more of their dynamic that we only saw briefly the episode prior was definitely awesome and very much welcome. Yeah. Um, from her, we have her parents, uh, Cham and Eleni, or I think they said Eleni. They said it in the episode, and I still don't know exactly how to pronounce it. I believe it's Eleni. Um but we got a little bit more of them. Uh, I noticed, like, from this, they're continuing the, the idea that Cham is very, um, like, it takes a lot for him to trust you, and then if you just one little slip up, and you're, you're cut off. Uh, you know, Hauser was, was there trying to, which we'll talk about Hauser a lot more later on, but just for, as of right now, Hauser was, you know, trying to, trying to tell them that he wants to save uh, Hera, but just the fact, just the fact that, that Hauser chose the empire over cham who we can infer the two of them are good friends um because just the years that these clones have been on ryloth um just that little bit of betrayal you know cham feels like he can't trust trust hauser anymore and he refuses to tell him anything um we see this in the clone wars too like he you know when him and mace first meet up uh you know 
each side is a little, you know, uh, I guess tentative. Like they don't want to, they don't necessarily trust each other fully. But um, we see from later on, once eventually the Republic, you know, and the clones come in and they help save Ryloth, Cham is, you know, fully supporting them up to the point of the Empire, even uh, where where he put his full support forth for the Empire and their occupation of Ryloth. Um, but I like seeing characters like that. That um, and it's good when they bring a character back, uh, and they they keep it consistent with what other other shows and other media have done with the character. Because uh, it's one thing to just have a character show up and be like you know their own their own thing, and then but then they appear in something else, and it's completely different, and it's nothing like them. They're just there for you know the, yeah. the fact that they're there. Um, but I like when they they keep the characters consistent. The 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 details and the little mannerisms that they have make sense with the characters, um, and I'm glad that's what we got for both episodes. I'd say for Chan, uh, which you will actually see more of later when we watch Rebels. Yeah, but I I am glad because um, he is very much a side character. Um, but just a little bit we know about him, a little bit I like. Even, I know even less than you. Um, but they keep him consistent. You know, they paint him out to be this not stubborn, but very true to his morals and true to himself um, and the way they make him out. So like that, he's consistent. Um, if you get on his bad side, he's going to hold you there. If you win his respect, um, he'll respect you. He'll love you. Um, but it just see more of that with how uh, Hauser, you know, turning his back on him, um, how quickly he's like, nope, like <laughs> you did me wrong. I, we're not friends anymore. Um, I think that's remedied by the end of it a little bit, but uh, it's cool to see how someone like Cham, who, we hardly know how much thought they put behind his character and, and who he is to keep him true to like his character. Cause he, like, but behind the scenes is like, that's a dude like <laughs> making his way in the universe. Like it's going to make sense that he stays the same throughout. And it's cool that the writers know that as well. Yeah. And his, his personality, his character um, really, really helps Hera because um, like a little moment in here when, when Cham and everyone's let out of the prison uh, Cham's first thing he says is, uh, where's Hera? Is she safe? And then it cuts to Hera actively, you know, fighting to save them rather than being in peril uh, and needing to be saved like like Cham would assume that she would be because he, he feels that she shouldn't be out there fighting like that. Uh, and then it cuts immediately from him being concerned about her safety because he thinks that she can't fight uh, to her fighting and being one of the reasons that they're escaping in the first place. So I think having him you know, remain consistent uh, really helps Hera's character growth because uh, there are scenes with the two of them in Rebels that um, reflect this sort of, not rivalry, I was going to say rivalry, but I feel like that's probably the wrong word, but like mm-hmm. it's sort of, you know, headbutting that that the two have. Uh, there was another detail last episode that we talked about where once everybody gets rescued, uh, Hera runs to her mother first. Um, you can see they're probably closer together in terms of, you know, relationships and all that. Um, but seeing the the family dynamic in there uh, really really makes these characters feel real. Because then there's Uncle Gobi. A lot of people have you know people that aren't even related that you call uncle or like or yep. your cousins or something. You know. Um, but I just them keeping the characters consistent with other media uh, and you know continuing to support the characteristics of them that we've already known um, really just kind of makes them feel like real people. But yeah. Uh, Anything else on our, our, or just Ryloth in general, I guess, or, you know, the Sindulas before we hop on to the next thing? 
Um, I think it was cool to just see their arc kind of close um, for the most part with, uh, you know, just a quick two episode arc. I think it um, it needed to be two episodes, um, but I think they handled it well. Um, just the Bad Batch there and, and just seeing more of Hera and her family, you know, Cham, Sundulas. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, I like I've heard, like maybe it didn't need to be two episodes, but I, I think it works well with what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, based on the setup in the last episode, you, you say whatever you want about that one. Um, but we we did like that one, but you know this I feel like rounded out the uh, the story pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to characters that really did not matter last episode that much. We have the Bad Batch themselves, the namesake for the show. Um, I thought they shined a lot in this episode. Uh, this I feel like is one of the strongest episodes uh, so far. I think, but you know a lot of them have been really strong. But I, I really like this one um, in terms of. In terms of our main, you know, cast of characters, we still obviously have the the issues with with development for some of the other members, um, like Echo and Tech. Uh, but we've talked about that like countless times, so I don't yeah. want to. We don't need to. Um, <laughs> other people agree, like we know that it's there. Um, but for what we got, I you know, I really liked. I really liked in terms of development with Hunter, um, and and you know Omega, as as we've also said a lot. Um, but yep. you know they, I I kind of have a list here of uh, like different details. Um, but first off, we have uh, just a cool detail I noticed that isn't really related to the characters. But when they arrive on Ryloth and Hera's like, my father is is Cham Sindula. Um, they they knew they knew Cham by name, uh, or at least Tech did. He recognized that name immediately. He was like, oh the Freedom Fighter. Um, so I just think it's cool that that stories or like details about missions and stuff that happened on Ryloth. Um, because that's most likely where the batch knows of him from is from Ryloth a couple years ago in the Clone Wars. Um, I just think it's cool that that you know it makes sense that these guys would know who that is because the stories would spread the tale like not not even really tales, just just details about you know battles that have happened. Um, I thought it was cool that it would make sense for them to recognize him. I feel like if they just had no clue who he was, it'd be kind of like, yeah. oh, do you really <laughs> like know what side you're on or like what's happening in the war? Um, but you know, just reports of that is cool. Um, Hunter, we have Hunter ma- main the main source of like development, I guess, for this one. Um, couple cool details about him. Uh, we that cool scene where he like detects the the probe droid and he like jumps and lands on top of it and like smashes it. Yep, um, that was really cool. I just I like them showing each member's uh, abilities and like different talents that that make them you know different and make them like not just regular clones um so that was really cool uh he was the the main person deciding on whether or not the team was going to go actually help Hera. um i think like they Hera and him were talking back and forth about how uh hunter kept saying it's too much of a risk we can't do this blah 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 um which i actually liked i liked how you know eventually he got swayed and the way he was thinking about things, and I like how he sort of changed his mind. Um, I do think that the rest of the team should have had input on whether or not they got involved in this conflict. Hunter, now, he is the leader, understandably, and it would be his choice ultimately, but that doesn't mean the other members can't contribute. I feel like um, we could have had uh, a couple... Uh, some of them maybe being like, oh yeah, we need to help them. This is, you know, we should be doing this. I agree. And then a couple others are maybe like, no, you know, you're right. We should, we got to get out of here. We can't, you know, risk too much. Um, but I feel like 
everybody else pitching in would have made the, the conflict a little bit better. Um, I don't know if you picked up on that at all, but uh, we had we had Hunter basically, and then Omega and Hera were the three debating on on what the team should do. But I feel I feel like we could have had a stronger stronger sort of story if everybody else kind of pitched in because they are a team. Yeah, I I definitely agree. It seems like another one of those moments where you know there's de- like there's so much more room for <laughs> cool development to happen. Um, I do like that Omega was the one to eventually sway Hunter over. Um, I think she still could have been been the one to sway him over if we had like Tech and an Echo weigh in and stuff. Um, and I think that would have made it more fleshed out. But Omega kind of being like, hey, like I think she said, "I'll do the same for you," or I forget her exact words, but it was along the lines of that. Yeah. Um, and that being the thing to win Hunter over was really cool to me because he's kind of shedding off. Um, well, we've seen it before, but he's shedding off his rough exterior as a hardened like clone. Like he's a, like this guy's a killer. Like <laughs> soldier. Like this is a bad dude. Um, and then his little sister goes, "I like I do the same for you." And he's like, "Oh man, how could I say like how could you say no to that?" Um, so it was really cool to see that kind of heartwarming moment. It was, I like yeah. that moment a lot. Yeah, she even uses the soldier card on him. Actually, he's like, he's like, we can't just help any random people that we find. And she's like, well, you're soldiers, right? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? And he's like, ah, <laughs> uh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, just seeing them. I guess I wasn't even really bonding at that exact moment, but just seeing them bond in general and seeing them like bounce off each other and him realizing things um, when when she's able to to get through to him like that is really interesting um you know i'd do the same for you and you could tell that she would and she's genuine about that because she feels oh, yeah. like you know this is her family now um and when when she's talking to hera uh she doesn't like like she sides with hera but she doesn't put down hunter she, you know you, i mean they're they're all my brothers you know we got to trust them they'll come i i agree with you but you know we'll, we just got to talk to them a little bit and they'll they'll come around um i thought it was cool that you know she she didn't like full turn on them. She was just like, "Come on, you know, you're better than that kind of thing." Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also the the little clips about, or not clips, I guess, little voice lines about them being her brothers, technically. And Hera's like, "Oh wow, you know." Um, <laughs> so it really makes because you kind of forget about that sometimes that they're they're brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. Like, and when somebody brings it up, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's right." Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, speaking of brothers, uh, there was a cool moment right at the end of the episode ah, ah. Where, uh, where, you know, Hauser's talking about, um, he's talking to everybody. He, he didn't want to come with them. He didn't want to leave because he wanted to go try to convince his men, uh, that, you know, this is wrong and that he wanted to, you know, try to at least get through to them and say, you know, stand up for them or something. Um, he, he doesn't want to give up on them. Basically, he said they're good men. I don't want to leave. I'm not just going to abandon them. Um, I have to do this. And then there's a little clip. There's a little scene where, as everybody's leaving, Hunter turns like turns to the side and he looks at Hauser, and you can see him thinking. Um, and then and then finally he he gets out of there. Um, I don't know if it's like been said exactly. I don't know what other people are thinking, but I I think this is Hunter kind of feeling guilty for for kind of abandoning Crosshair. Um, you have Crosshair, who's kind of like the rest of Hauser's squad. You know, they're with the Empire. They're kind of brainwashed. And you have Hauser, who is, you know, not give, not running away, not giving up, trying to save the, his men. 
and then you have hunter who's like well we we didn't do that at all i didn't do that we we just left him and you know we abandoned him uh, but i thought that was a really interesting little little look and a uh, little mm. moment there um i don't know if you also know what i'm talking about mm. no i i'll be honest i admit, i missed that one good find um <laughs> but i know i do want to talk about hauser though um i want to dive right into that if you're okay with that um but I think that's awesome that Hauser, this clone we've just met, um, I think he was technically um, in the Ryloth arc from um, Clone Wars, but we didn't know him like we know him now. But to see, again, this brand new clone um, defy Order 66, go against the Empire, is really cool to me because I, I feel like that sets the, the stage for other clones to do this. Um, I think it's important that we haven't met him before because if it was someone like Wolf or someone else that we know, we were like, okay, of course, like Wolf would do that, or of course Rex would would right. defy it. Like we know him, like we know his personality. But to see another commander who we don't know yet being able to withstand it, or even just go after it, um, or go against it after it's happened, is really cool. Because I think <laughs> um, this might be setting up a clone rebellion. Because um, we also uh. see some of the regs throw down their arms after being swayed by Hauser, uh, which we, those are no names at all. We don't even know who they are. And I think this little little scene, um, while in and of itself is really cool, a mini-clone rebellion, if you will, um, I think that sets the stage for, yeah, there's, there's clones we don't even know about who might be doing this. Um, like mm-hmm. the captains, maybe the captains are better at it because it's just their nature. If they're, they're leaders, you know, they care more about their brothers. Maybe a little bit more that it helps them sway them or knock out of <laughs> Order sixty six. I don't really know how the programming works. Yeah. Um. But to see a brand, not I guess technically brand new clone, be the one to do it. Besides, you know, the Bad Batch and Rex, I really like. Um, yeah. Because I think that more than anything speaks to uh, a clone rebellion on Camino, like it was in the old Battlefronts, or maybe something else altogether. Who knows? We might see it in the Bad Batch. Um. But just the fact that they're doing this, <laughs> I really like. Yeah. Uh, but I want to see what you think about that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Um, there's a lot of uh, variables or signs that are playing into this. Because um, we still don't know the full story. We don't know why exactly Hauser is so yeah. detached from the militaristic, robotic you know, ways that we've seen the clones being for the most part. Um, this episode alone, we had more signs of him hesitating orders and we've seen conflict in him when he's being told to do something um but i feel like there's a lot of of factors in terms of why this is happening um hauser himself you can tell just from his mom he's he's a much older clone his hair he's got gray in his hair he's got a lot of gray battle scars Um, his armor is very very beat up um a lot of clones have beat up armor but his more so it's like really you know got some got some scars on it um, he, I kind of noticed another detail when I was watching it again, like on a bigger TV, he's kind of got like, like crow's feet wrinkles in his eyes. And like, he's, you know, just like a little bit more wrinkled and like, you can, you can tell that he's older and gruffer, or at least he's experienced enough to make him look like that. So yeah, his age is probably a big factor in why he was so much more, you know, like where, like, you know, aware of what's going on. Um, Another thing is they're most 
they're pro probably near any oh my god to kill it now we have you know they're going to be you know angry and you know, <laughs> killing yep. jedi um but if there's not one on ryloth or planets where there isn't one i assume it'd just be you know business as usual except you know imperial protocols are now in place you have to do this your orders do this kind of personalities are slipping away um but it's a lot less hostile and less angry i guess so that could be a factor um also we know that eventually clones are phased out uh, and they're decommissioned for, for human recruits, uh, which is what Project War Mantle is, which is two episodes from now, so keep that in mind. Um, but is it, it guess, I guess it seems like the effects of the chip are, are wearing off, I feel like. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's still there. Like, they'll still follow orders, but they they have a little bit more free will. Um, if If you showed this to me... If this was like a fresh, like day of Order sixty six, like fresh Order sixty six clones would not be doing that. Even if Hauser was exactly as he was, if he makes the same speech to like a day one Order sixty six has just happened, a group of clones like that, I very much doubt that they would even stop to think about it at all. So I feel like the effects are are wearing off, and someone like who like Hauser who's already more unique and he's a captain you know he's probably got more personality he's got a lot more years uh you know in the in the military um that's why he was you know first to sort of start to you know think think like this uh but i feel like if this was like immediately following order 66 none of those clones would have thought about it that much like yeah, and some um, of them even just you know surrendered and they didn't want to fight look at uh clone wars um the 501st immediate um rex talks tries to talk jesse down and and all the five first doesn't work at all so i think yeah. you're exactly right on that yeah um but you know i guess we'll find out more answers as as it goes hopefully mm -hmm. um but you know i i i think that's what i think i think it's just kind of wearing off a little bit uh and this is probably another reason the empire wants to get rid of the clones is because they can't control them like that forever eventually you know the technology will will catch up with their age, I guess, or they'll just you know you know they're eventually just going to get phased out through the passage of time. Um, I don't know, but uh, just moving on for more things about Hauser, um, not necessarily in order. Uh, there was a cool little moment where Hauser's talking to Cham while they're in their prison cell, um, and he's like asking them to trust him to go find Hera. And uh, Chim says, like, he's like, I won't, I won't make that mistake again to him or yeah. something. And then we get the clone theme from the Clone Wars. Just really, one of, one of my favorite tracks in Star Wars is that, is that militaristic Clone Wars theme. Um, and, like, and then it ends, you know, it doesn't end on the same, like, da-da-da. It just kind of goes, uh, like, it's an ominous sort of, kind of sad moment once, once he stops to, you know, realize that Cham's not going to trust him. Um, but like it kind of turns sad at the end. I thought that was a really cool detail. Um, I like when they throw tracks in there like that. Um, one of my favorite parts of the Mandalorian uh, episode with Ahsoka is at the end when they they start. You know, they have the Mandalorian music, but then they infuse Ahsoka's theme into it um, as she's watching. You know, Mando leave, or she's watching the crest take off, and her theme from Clone Wars is playing in the orchestra with the Mandalorian music. I get chills every time I watch that. Oh film. yeah. Yep. Just them adding in little musical notes like that. Um, and that's a theme that'll remind viewers of, like, the clones as we knew them in the Clone Wars when they were their own people. And, you know, they were unique and they were they were allies. So playing that theme 
uh, around Hauser, you know, just you know, is enforces the fact that he's, you know, he's 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 a good guy. He's basically the clones we've seen in the Clone Wars, um, which is why I I don't think we hear it a lot with the Imperial clones because it's not it doesn't mean the same thing to them. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah. I think you called that right. You caught that yeah, yeah. Um, during our reaction. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, a lot of people, a lot of people thought that Hauser was going to die uh, in this episode. We both did. Mm-hmm. As soon as he stepped out of the doors, as soon as he made it. No, speech, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I thought when he finished the speech, because I, I feel like Crosshair would have let him finish the speech just to see what happens. Just like a sort of last seeing your plan fail like that, and then Crosshair would have just shot him. Um, that's what I thought was going to happen. A lot of people also seem to think that that was going to happen. Um, I, I'm glad it didn't, though. Uh, I just had I just had a thought. Um, not not saying this would have been necessarily better or worse, um, but would it have made for a more powerful sort of moment in terms of the themes and the storytelling if that actually did happen? Um, we have this clone who you know. And again, I'm not saying I want this to happen. I'm I'm glad with how it went. I'm I'm glad he's alive. Um, yeah. But imagine, you know, this buildup of this character, um, who's you know fighting back against. Well, not I guess I guess he's fighting back against the Empire, but slowly learnt, developing these feelings that hey, this is not what I signed up for. This isn't right. Um, he goes to his brothers, his family, who he trusts and who he cares about, to try to convince them to, you know, this that this is wrong. And then you have somebody else who used to be like him. And Crosshair, who's now fully turned to the to the you know, I guess I was gonna say dark side, which is kind of <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, but you know, just that would be such a powerful moment and such a show of like a I don't know if it would be like metaphorical for the 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 evil of the empire, like this clone who you know we're following, we're rooting for. He's fighting the empire. Yeah, he's gonna break everybody out just for him to get shot down by the empire right before he can even do anything. Like, he makes his speech, his brothers are all staring at him, and the last thing he sees is that nobody else would join him, and that the mm. Empire's won. Now, again, I'm not saying I would have preferred that, but I feel like that would have been a really powerful sort of show of the Empire, um, which is another reason, like, that was kind of subconsciously rolling around in my head, and another reason I thought he was going to die right there. Yeah, no, I I think I agree. But I, I am glad you brought that up, though. Um I was going to talk about him, like Crosshair, not killing him for a different reason. Um, I'm interested. What do you what do you think about this? I think um, maybe not more impactful than your version. I was going to say it's impactful for Crosshair to not shoot him because I think this speaks to how much he wants to hunt down the Bad Batch. Because we saw, and what was it, episode eight? He straight up says, "Kill Omega first. Kill the girl first. Like. <laughs> It is personal between him and the Bad Batch. And I think this shows that even more. Because put Hunter in the place of Hauser. I think he's getting one right through the chest. Or maybe even the dome. I, mm. I think Crosshair mm. is a little bit more apathetic towards the reg- regular clones than he is towards the Bad Batch. Which, okay. although it might be worse, like he might be more evil, I think it does still speak to the fact that he still cares about the Bad Batch. Because right. maybe it's it's a it's the wrong way he wants to hurt them more, but they still mean something to him. And I think the fact because I specifically it's the thing about Omega where he says kill the girl first, like he was ready to kill a little girl 
Just just because. Just to prove the point, because she's part of the Bad Batch. And here we see him lay off. He kind of does the right thing. You're supposed to take like the prisoners in that case. They'll probably reprimand them, try to see how and why he didn't like obey the orders, um, which is cool. Um, I think that kind of makes sense for Crosshair, but I just think that it kind of speaks to that. That <laughs> like, And then later we see him, he gets the orders that he, he can track down the Bad Batch like on his own. He kind of like almost smirks. Um but I think like this speaks like no crosshair like he's not just like all empire he also wants to get the bad batch it's kind of personal for him yeah I and that was, yeah, I was I gonna bring that, that up too so I'm, I'm glad like I think it is important that Hauser survived um I think at face value they're probably just gonna bring him back later so it, like mechanically they had to make him survive but like thematically I think it has other values too yeah yeah um obviously there's probably um you know reasons that he didn't shoot them because they were his orders. Their orders were yeah. to uh, kidnap, or not, well, kidnap, well, it might as well be, but they were to arrest any supporters of Cham uh, and, you know, bring them in, most likely for questioning. Um, but even if he wanted to kill him, he probably wouldn't because chances are he would realize that that Hauser worked with the Bad Batch, so interrogating him and, the you know, could possibly give him a lead or something like that. So you don't want to get rid of a, a, a an asset like that that you could use to your advantage yep. um, to, to find the Bad Batch, which is what I, I figured that's why he didn't shoot him, because uh, he's probably, you know, a good source of in, intel if if they can, you know, crack him. Um, but yeah, there's, prob- there's a lot going on inside his head, which I think is kind of, which is new. I feel like... I- Right at the beginning, when Crosshair was just like when he had just turned, uh, and they you know enhanced this chip or whatever, he was a lot. He was a lot like the the other soldiers. He was robotic. Um, yeah. Everything he did like seemed to just be because it was the orders and that was the purpose. Um, even when he killed one of his own men, you think, oh wow, that's really just evil, which it is. But I feel like he was just doing that because that person was getting in the way of my orders. Um, but now it seems like he's kind of reverting to his old self, but but with the added hatred for yeah, for like his ev- an evil self. He's he's less robotic, but he's still yeah. evil. <laughs> which which also goes with with the fact that the effects of the chip are wearing off. You know, you have clones yeah. reverting back to their old personalities, but obviously Crosshair wouldn't go back to being. Crosshair we know and love because they messed around in his head. Um, so if the effects effects of his chip are wearing off, more of his personality, or not his personality, but the personality of this version of Crosshair is coming out. Like you said, he was like when he got the 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 go ahead to hunt down the Bad Batch. He you went through a lot of emotions in that little camera shot we got of him. He was like he looked like there was some shots where like he was kind of sadish, but then he was like. I don't know, angry, and then he, he he did a little smirk at the end, like he was happy, like you know, yeah. was, finally I'm going to hunt them down, and they'll pay for what they did to me, or like, or they'll just pay, um, which I feel like is not something he would have done before. He it would have been like permission to hunt them down, granted, and he would have just been okay, cool, and uh, he just would have went to do it's it. A, yep, very cold, very robotic. Yep. Yeah, but it's he's got like he, and in the shots where where he's looking around and like, oh, they're in sector five, and he looks over to the mountains. He's like got hate. hate like <laughs> you can see the hatred on his face and just written all over his face of how angry he is, which I feel like is not something 
he would have felt right away. So there's even more evidence that the chips are kind of wearing off. And in Crosshair's case, because of all the, you know, changes they did to him, like all the modifications or whatever he had going on. But, you know, regardless of that, he's he's showing emotions, which is not something that you that he would have probably done right at the beginning uh, when they, you know, mess around in his head. Like, it, it would be more, like, robotic, like we're talking about, like, the droids, like the other clones. Um, but he had emotions, which is which was just very, I guess, off-putting in terms of the fact that that's not how he's supposed to act. But you know, it 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 was very, it was very cool for the for the story's sake, anyway. Yeah, I think they're definitely building him up. Um, at like when he first turned, like like you know, like if you watch the videos, you know, I was always like, no, we want him back. Like get Crosshair back. I hope he snaps out of it. Um, <laughs> but now I I feel like. No, like even if he does quote unquote snap out of it, um, he's still going to be evil. And I think what they're building up is like a huge big conflict between him and the Bad Batch and like specifically maybe him and Hunter to where (laughs) it's almost going to be like an Anakin Obi-Wan situation where, you know, Crosshair, you're my brother. I loved you. (laughs) Um, But I, I think it's really cool seeing, like you said, like all those emotions rushing through him in just a short little scene. Um, and just seeing like he's becoming like a really cool villain for me and you know we're getting to the end of the series or, or season rather hopefully not series who knows but um i think I there's a season two coming i think okay well the, all right cool good <laughs> so that end of the season um but yeah i, I think there, it's he's not coming back at least not yet and i think they're building up a huge climactic you know i guess battle or, or just conflict um yeah. where Maybe he's overtaken by his hatred and his emotion, where normally he's a cold, good sharpshooter. No, it, his emotions got the better of him or something. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's like he, we keep seeing the little bits, and I think we're going to see a, like a lot, like almost an explosion of emotion real soon. Yeah. I mean, this is a Dave Filoni show. Filoni and his finale, man. <laughs> oh, when yeah. He does, when he does a finale, he does it big. Um, and it's not even just one episode. It's a couple episodes. So as we're coming to the last four here, I feel like each one of these episodes is going to be like a big episode and it's yeah. in its own sort of way. Um, and who, who knows? It could be like a four parter kind of thing, um, which would be crazy. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm getting chills already. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, de- I definitely think Filoni going to have a big finale, whether it's one episode or four. So I think yeah. we're, we're in for a surprise here. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else before we move on to just other details about the episode and our th- other thoughts and anything? Um, no, I think I, I did want to. I brought up the uh, <laughs> the hazard death, which is or yeah. non death, which is, I want to bring up. But uh, let, let's move right along. Yeah, uh, how about that. Uh, the first thing that I had, which has been something I saw from the last couple episodes, is Admiral Rampart. He's becoming like a really sort of menacing villain. Um, it's a lot different from what we see from a lot of other Imperial officers for the most part. Um, in some, you know, a lot, especially in Rebels, uh, and, you know, some of the OT, Imperial officers are just seen as, like, a bunch of doofuses that, like, don't really <laughs> know what they're doing, and Vader yeah. just kills them whenever they screw up. But Rampart has proven, other than the fact that, you know, the Bad Batch escaped with Cham and all that, has proven to be pretty effective, um... He, you know, that whole plot of his with the the uh, attempted assassination of Orn Frita, that was a clever, you know, little move that he did. Um, just the way he talks, he's very calm. 
Uh, he doesn't get like super angry and yelly. Um, he kind of reminds me of Thrawn, uh, but not not nearly as as you know menacing as Thrawn. As but just awesome. like a, a like a Thrawn like a Thrawn light. Yeah. Because um, he and he, in the end of the episode he did kind of fail because you know Cham and all them escaped along with the Bad Batch. Uh, but he was kind of calm about it. You know, he just crosshair. He was talking to crosshair calmly about them. Uh, he realized his mistake um, because earlier crosshair has had suggested um, that they send way more men to deal with the bad batch. And he was like, nah, it's fine. Um, but at the end of the episode, he was like, no, yeah, you're right. We got to get these guys. Uh, and he did say a line there about um, not about killing them, but it'd be great. I forget the exact line, but it would be like if if they were fighting for us instead of against us or something yeah. like that, uh, yeah. which which shows that he, the gears are already going in his head and he's already got an idea of what, you know, if they could just make four more crosshairs with different <sighs> skill sets, they'd be unstoppable. Yeah. Um, but I, how about how about you? What do you think about Rampart so yeah. far? Honestly, I didn't think he was going to be kind of the villain that he was. Um, we saw him, I think, like episode one or two. I know two for sure with the um, chain codes, but um, I thought he was just going to be the overarching. Yeah, he's the higher up that like crosshair report to or whatever. But they're kind of like, even though it's just a little bit here and there, they're, they're fleshing them out to be another, like, like you said, Thrawn, um, Director Krennic, too. Um, and those are the kind of, or Moff Tarkin, um, not Moff Tarkin, um, Gideon. Man. Grand Moff <laughs> yeah. Tarkin, also. Yeah, yeah. But him as well. Um, I did want to shout out Gideon, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are the types of um, Imperial higher ups that I really like. Um, I, like you said, I think it's like the really smart, conniving Imperial higher ups or the very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> use like they get beat easily in parallel higher ups um and it seems like there's no in between but um yeah yeah i think it's cool that you know we see him last episode i spoke on it a little bit as well but we're seeing him you know he's smart he's quick he's calculating it's i think it's really cool that he admitted his mistakes too i don't think we see a lot of that with the empire um but yeah i think he might make an interesting i think he might be like a long-run villain um where he might not have a direct conflict or a direct storyline this season, maybe next season, maybe even later down the line. But just seeing that what he's, he's capable of um, and, like, I guess little bits of his character here and there are actually awesome. It's something I didn't think was we were going to see at all. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm super pleased to have it. Yeah, I thought he was going to be mostly, like, a side, you know, filler, just guy, Imperial number one. Uh, yeah. But yep, you know, he actually has been turned out to be a pretty interesting character. Every time he's on on screen he like is one of the best parts of the of the scene like there was just the way he talks the way he speaks even if he doesn't you know always win or do something great just his presence is is enough um and you know he's he's pretty cool uh and i i he's just kind of pulling the strings you know he's been the one you know behind crosshair and his team sort of sending them out to do this or whatever uh you know because tarkin kind of passed that down to him and now he's you know heading up this sort of crosshair every time we see crosshair he's reporting to rampart he, you know they're giving each. They're talking with each other. He's given crosser instructions, um, so I feel like he'll be he'll be a part of the story continuing on. Um, yeah, hopefully. Um, but anyways, in this episode, this episode ad probably is one of the best of the season in terms of action. I really liked the, the action scenes here. Um, they it wasn't just like people just shooting at each other. You know, there was actual. They split up the teams a lot. They had Omega and Hera. You know, in the uh, in the shuttle destroying the power source. Um, for the five turrets after Chopper, you know, couldn't take it down manually. Uh, and then you have Tech absolutely whipping it in his pilot, in his pilot chair with the shuttle. Yeah. While uh, Wrecker's in the back shooting down the, <laughs> shooting down the cannons. That was awesome. And then you have Hunter and Echo scaling 
the side of the side of the bridge and like hand to hand, you know, beating up the guys on the ground to run in and save the prisoners. All happening at the same time. Um, explosions everywhere. Awesome animation. Uh, I just thought this was one of the best episodes in terms of action so far. I liked how I don't want to say subdued, but almost nonchalant. Um, how they went about it, like tech, like literally Tokyo drifting a whole <laughs> shuttle. That is awesome. That could have been the centerpiece of the whole episode. But while they do showcase it, they kind of just like, yeah, it's like, no, that's what they're capable of. This isn't something super special for the Bad Batch. Um, yeah. Same thing with Echo and Hunter. Like all these cool things that they're doing, they kind of like they do showcase it, it's there, but it's not like huge, which I think is really cool um, because <laughs> maybe we do get a huge scene. Maybe we do see them at their peak, at their limits. And if this is like kind of just a, yeah, they heck can <laughs> drift a shuttle around and, and Wrecker can shoot out like all those, what was it, defenses or turrets? Yeah. It was turrets. Um, yeah, they, that's that's no big deal. That's just a routine plan for him. I'm yeah. like really excited to see if they take that to another level. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> I think uh, uh, like this one almost rivals, um, I think episode eight, the, uh, the crosshair episode on the Venator. Yeah. Um, that's another one. I really like the action on that one. Um, but yeah, yeah. this one was super cool. <laughs> yeah. Super episode cool. eight had, um, like a larger scale of, of the battle and this yeah. one was, you know, sort of a smaller set yeah. comparison, yeah. which but that's what really I mean. Cool. It's like a yeah, small yeah. setting, but it's still awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you could have that is like, to me is very impressive almost. Yeah, I, I I really like uh like a show or like an episode where you have everybody's, you know, working together to to make the plan work and they're not all just in one group. Yet they had, they yeah. had it all split up, you know. You had Chopper going on to do his thing, you had uh Hera <sighs> and Omega. We're only now show. just mentioning Chopper. Oh man. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> he, he didn't do it. He, but he, he he was pretty good too, dude. He yeah, had his, his little scene mission. where he's like sneaking around the other Astromechs. That was kind of cool. Um but like like I said, you know, you have him doing his thing. Yep. Omega Hera in the pilot piloting that shuttle. Then you had Wrecker and Tech, and then you had Echo and Hunter. Um, just having the small groups, you know, each you know working to make the plan come together uh, is another really really cool part of the part of the action. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Uh, I don't know. I'll, once once we um, once we rewatch rewatch them all, I I'll have to because it could be my favorite action set piece in the show. Um, but I, hopefully it'll be upstaged by these last couple episodes. Um, yeah that's the yeah. hope uh but we talked about it a little bit earlier um hauser is alive still presumably on ryloth with the rest of the clone prisoners are we returning to ryloth i i assume based on the fact that crosshair is now going to be hunting down the bad batch that they will not be back on ryloth that's like that's the last place they'd want to go other than like coruscant or camino they're like yeah. public enemy number one on Ryloth right now. Yeah. Um, so Hauser's still there. I don't know. Like, is it going to be a B plot in an episode, or are we going to have to wait until next season? If I think there is one, so would we have to wait till next season for his story? Maybe there's an episode like he's been in prison for months, and him and his followers are sick of it, and they try to break out. You know, something like that. Um, but I, I'm, I am having a hard time. Figuring out if if we'll see him again this season. Yeah, no, I, I was definitely conflicted in the same way. Um, I like honestly, I don't think we will. Um, the one way I could see them doing it is sort of like how they did it in the Mandalorian with Mayfeld and um, kind of that how like 
at the big finale, like they needed to have their whole ensemble crew. Um, I could see like I don't know Omega. Oh well, Hera's not even there either. I I could see them getting word to him, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta break free," and like maybe there is a clone rebellion, um, and maybe he joins or something for like the finale. But that could be stretching it too much for like something like the Bad Batch. So I could easily see like not seeing him at all, um, or like maybe he comes along with a bunch of other people. I don't think we'll have another Ryloth specific or even Hauser specific kind of plot, in my right. opinion. Yeah, for the most part, he served his purpose in his arc, I guess. Uh, but it's obviously not finished. Uh, but he served his purpose in the story of the Bad Batch, which was, you know, getting getting Cham and all them off of Ryloth. Um, but his own story is still, you know, we still got to find out what happens. I had a theory, maybe since the Batch are on the run, they can't go there themselves. Maybe they call up a buddy. Maybe they call up Rex, be like, yo, there's this guy. He's, like, super chill. He's on our side. Him and a bunch of clones got captured on Ryloth. If you maybe want to hop over there, help us out, save him, that'd be dope. Um, yeah. Yep. But, you know, maybe maybe that's how he gets out. Um, that would be a cool adventure seeing the the colliding of the two shows, Hauser being a new character in this show and Rex being a classic character from Clone Wars, the two of them meeting up, both being yeah. old clones. Probably, Hauser's probably also, like, a Generation 1 clone or whatever it was. Um, but that could be pretty cool. Uh, but who knows? I I will. I feel like we'll definitely see him again. It's just a matter of if, will it be this season or next season. Um, but yeah, uh, another cool detail. They're they're using probe droids now, which is just more and yes. more yes. imperial details. I'm really glad that they're subtly, you know, leaning into that because they could have very easily just kept everything the same as it was in the Republic and just say it's the Empire. Um, but the fact that they're actively, you know, we can see the transition into the Empire now that the probe droids are around, um, slowly transitioning the Republic vehicles into Imperial vehicles, and then probably eventually scrapping those to make their own. Um, but just more, we say it every time, but they always have something new uh, about new details about sure. yep. the fact that the Empire is here, and eventually, you know, they're 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 going to have all of the Imperial stuff that we know from from the uh, the OT. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. I do have to say, quick shout out, one of the best noises in all of Star Wars, the Imperial Program. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, and we heard it in the episode too. Um, but yeah, like you said it all. I don't want to, that, that's all I got to say. I just have to shout that out because top like five Star oh, yeah. Wars noises in my, yeah. in my book. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um. You were talking earlier about uh, sort of an uprising amongst the clones. Uh, yes. I was wondering if they would take that a little bit further. There's a story in Legends about mm. the Camino clone uprising, where Camino was making their own clones of Jango Fett that they were going to use as their own army to fight against the Empire. Um, I don't. I think it was a book or some other media, but it's now Legends. Um, but basically, what happens is. Kamino is making their own clones to fight the Empire. Uh, and then the Empire finds out, and they hire Boba Fett, along with some 501st Imperials, Imperial clones, to go in and shut it down. Um, I'm wondering if that is our link to Boba Fett. I feel like it's very possible at this point that Boba Fett is featured in this show, just because of the fact that his own show is coming up very soon, down the yeah. line. Um but that would be awesome. That's a story that, since I've heard about it, I've wanted to see in some capacity, which is now, I'm pretty sure it's Legends anyway. 
Yeah. Um, but just the fact that Boba coming at he who is a clone going in to shut down more of his own kind um is really awesome. I believe it's five oh first clones as stormtroopers and Boba comes in, leads them into Camino, and I think they win. I they actually kill all the all of yeah. the Camino clones that were, you know, uprising against the Empire. Um uh, but I thought maybe that would be a cool story if we could get that. We know Filoni and, and crew are are fans of taking Legends stuff and reintroducing it into the canon for fans that, you know, really liked that stuff. Uh, but I, I want to know your thoughts on that. That, yeah, that's, I, I said it a little bit. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Battlefront 2 from 2005, they had a mission of that. I that's, don't, yep, yep. I, is that yep. it? Because I don't want to lock myself it's, in. I think it's that, and I, there might have been a, might be a comic or a book. A lot yeah. of, there's a lot of Legends so, stuff. But That's for great. sure, that was a mission, and it was the yes. 501st as Stormtroopers. Um, yes. Awesome like plot, awesome thing. It would be super cool to see them explore that. Um, especially, see, I, I think it would be cool. It, it, maybe it's on Camino, maybe it's not, because I, I kind of want the Bad Batch involved, um, since it is their show, number one. Number yeah, two yeah. is because seeing them lead that, seeing them fight against Boba, maybe Cad Bane, maybe Fennec, maybe all the bounty hunters and Crosshair, like, oh, I think that would be super cool. Yeah. Um, the setting, to me, isn't too big a deal. I think on Camino would be the coolest. Oh, but yes. my problem, I, I don't know, like, why would the Bad Batch go back would be my only thing. Um, but... I think, like we, or I guess we know, Dave Filoni loves bringing back little bits of legends back into canon, and this is one that, like like you said, like I said, um, seeing Hauser rebel, I think it's very possible we see, if not this storyline, something very, very similar. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we already had a lot of hints to the uh, Boba Fett, Cad Bane arc. You know, Filoni probably is a big part of the fact that we can now assume that that happened in canon, because... It's yeah, we didn't get to see it, but in the episode, you know, Cad Bane now has a patch on his head, right where he supposedly got shot by Boba. He's got the same armor and gear that he was wearing in that arc. He's got the same ship that he was using in that arc too. Um, and it doesn't even have to be exactly the same as like the Camino Rebellion, because you know, you br- with stuff as Legends, the benefit of it being Legends is that when you bring it into canon, you can change some details to sort of fit your story. So we could have a version of that with the Bad Batch included, like you were saying. Yeah, um, yep. But that would be awesome, just thinking the bounty hunters and Crosshair standing on a platform, staring off against the Bad Batch in the pouring oh, rain, man. with the wind gusting, <laughs> and in the background you have Imperial clones and Kamina clones blasting each other and killing each other. These, they're brothers, and they're just demolishing each other in the background. Oh. We have this fight between our heroes and our villains. Um, that would just be really awesome, especially on Camino. That would mean a lot thematically, and probably um, if they're ever to return Camino, that would have big story implications. So I was just like daydreaming about that for twenty minutes. <laughs> I, ha- I had to say something about it here. Yeah, just know if that does happen, half the second half of that episode reaction will be silent because me and Evan both will break our microphones. I guarantee <laughs> it. We will be shouting our heads. Uh, off. That would be yeah. some of the best Star Wars media straight up ever. Yeah. Um, Oh, you just got me so excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be... We're kind of setting ourselves up for disappointment. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very speculative. Yes, very yeah. speculative. So that's yeah. just, you know, random wishes, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Transitioning to the most off-topic thing oh, ever. Uh, after the very first scene in the prison with Cham, uh, when Rampart and I think Hauser walk back into their main room... One of the clones guarding the door was missing his left shoulder pad. 
I noticed that when I was watching the episode, and I felt like I had to point it out because I'm proud that I saw it. Well, I mean, yes, because I definitely did not. <laughs> the one clone guarding the door into the prison area. No shoulder pad. and Rampart walk back into their control room, whatever. He did not have a left shoulder pad. It was uh-huh. just not there. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to say that because I just remembered it. <laughs> uh, that is crazy. Yeah. Okay, noted. Yes, That's... <laughs> that is uh, that is the the best point that we have. Yeah, forget just, everything else. That was the whole point of this video. Just so you know, that's how much we pay attention to these episodes. <laughs> we will find uh, the missing shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh all right. Uh, that's about all I have. If we want to move into our review and or I guess more predictions, um, this episode to me, anyways, also just like last one, felt like a Clone Wars episode. But in a very different way. Clone Wars has a wide range of types of episodes. You have yeah. like Clone Wars episodes that are, you know, heavy filler that are still enjoyable, but are just kind of there. Um, and just the vibe they give off in, is like you can you can tell it's a Clone Wars episode. That was kind of last episode. While a great episode in and of itself, within the show, it felt, you know, a little Clone Wars-y. Kind of just, oh yeah, that was a good Clone Wars episode. You know, this one... I feel like had a little bit more of a Clone Wars vibe, but like I don't know something in one of the more popular arcs, like maybe what, like maybe the uh, the bounty hunter, you know, Obi Wan arc, or you know yeah. something like maybe one of the earlier Umbara episodes. Like it had a, it felt Clone Wars like, but I feel like a little bit better. I think after watching it and talking about it, this is probably uh, going to be in my top five episodes of of the season. Yeah, I I I think it's like the pacing and the time limit and just. I agree. I agree. It's very Clone Wars, but it's very good. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. To me, um, even taking out what we discussed last episode about how it didn't really fit, I think when we put like just up against each other, like in a vacuum, I still pick this episode. Um, yeah. I just think, like, take away the story or whatever it means. I this is a really good episode. Um, this would be one of the top Clone Wars episodes, and that's a good thing. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's not a that's not like pennies and change. Like that's that means something. Um. So it's cool to see. Um, it's cool yeah. to see him get like back into the swing of things almost. Um, and it has me excited. Um, we can go into a little predictions, but it has me excited for the rest yeah. of the season. I don't, I don't think that this episode is uh, better than like top Clone Wars episodes, but it, it would be definitely uh, it's a very, very good quality in terms of yeah. the episode. Um, these two episodes as its own arc, I feel like also would fit very well in Clone Wars. Um, just Ryloth, Bad Batch type of arc, you know, put together. These two episodes would be um, very interesting in the Clone Wars, uh, especially with setup. Obviously, it doesn't make sense because Rebels came out after Clone Wars, so the setup for Hera doesn't make sense. I know that. But just saying, you know, hypothetically, plop this in Clone Wars, and it feels like a really solid Clone Wars arc. Um, Our issue with last episode just lied, laid, in fact, that it was um, (laughs) just didn't fit right in the Bad Batch as a show. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this wrapped it up very nicely. Uh, I'm not as mad, or not. I guess not mad, but I'm not as. I don't feel as much that I did last episode. Um, I still, I still agree with our points about last episode. Um, but you know, it's a little bit. I don't, I don't mind it as much after this one because this one, like we predicted a little bit, kind of, you know, sort of redeemed it a bit for me. Yeah, I was, I was gonna bring that up as well. I know last episode I said <laughs> this episode uh, would have to be like a super banger. Um, I don't think it was a super banger, but 
it was I a regular still, banger. Yeah, I think it does pick up some of the pieces and some of the disappointment I had last episode. Um, I feel they both go hand-in-hand very well. It's a very nice tie-up of of last episode, which makes me retroactively respect last episode a little bit more. So, yeah. This episode, like I said, probably is going to be top five-ish of the season. It was very good, uh, very fun, too. Yeah, very fun. Um, But, so, I guess predictions. We already kind of predicted a little bit. Um, I guess we're just going to see, I hope we see uh, a bit of Crosshair and his team hunting down the Bad Batch. Because now that they're on the run, a uh, sort of chase kind of episode would be interesting. Um, I'm putting my prediction here now. Even as it's very outlandish, I feel like we might see Boba <laughs> Fett leading 501st clones to a rebellion on Kamino. I'm oh, just saying it because that. if it happens, I want to have it on record yep. that we discussed it. <laughs> um, so. Even yep. though it's very unlikely, uh, I'm just plopping that in here. Um, but yeah, next episode probably gonna be like a chase sort of thing, um, or at least Crosshair trying to hunt down the Bad Batch. I feel like Crosshair will be in it. Yeah, or I, I, or it could be hmm. the one after because it like I for, I forgot to say this, but the next episode is called Infested, uh, which implies a sort of filler kind of creature episode, uh, which I'm kind of hoping we don't get. I did forget um, about but that, that is yeah. the type of title that you would see in an episode about like bugs or lizards or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where there's like a creature thing that the heroes have to fight. Moon so, dragon. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, that kind of <laughs> my prediction has nothing to do with infested because I did forget about that. Um, <laughs> but I'll say it anyway. I think, I, well, I thought it was going to be very crosshair centric, um, but I don't know how that would relate to infested. So. I don't know. It, it, it honestly could get anywhere. I'm hoping <laughs> it's something. If it's not crosshair centric, it's bad batch centric. It's something vital. <laughs> I don't think I would like a, a an episode on moon dragons again, especially not episode thirteen. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, yeah. But I I know we talked about it before. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what it points to, but it could also be like I don't know a clone infestation on Camino or something like a rebellion, yeah. like how rebellion like, they could be. So. With Boba yeah. Fett? Yeah, we, so there is, I'm not completely like, <laughs> that is dis- a little disappointing to be infested, but who knows? They might make yeah, it a I super mean, metaphor. This is way preemptive. Like, it's just the title of the episode. Yeah. We have no clue what's coming, but just yeah. based on that. And they have been pretty literal with the episode. This episode is literally called Rescue, rescue on, on Ryloth. Ryloth. So, so they yeah. Rescue <laughs> on so, they do a rescue. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, that's that's all I got. Um, I really good episode. Probably my top five for the season. Uh, how about you? Wrapping up here. Yeah, final just final a, words. I guess yeah. Qu- quick little words on the episode. Um, I really like it. Uh, I like everything with Hera and her family. I liked everything with Bad Batch. Especially liked Hauser Crosshair. Um, so I guess this episode to me more than anything puts me in the right like state of mind <laughs> for the rest of the season. I will admit I was bummed last episode, but I think this one picks me right back up and I think I'm I'm kind of excited again, especially with our talks about <laughs> Camino and yeah. that big showdown. Um yeah. but yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, I can never be disappointed to see an episode of Star Wars, but I think now I'm, I'm like excited and hype like just as much as I was in the start. Yeah. Um Final thing here, the episode after Infested, I believe, is called War Mantle, which we have heard many times, I believe, first in Rogue One and then in The Mandalorian, I think, or Rebel, I don't remember. But the point is, we've heard that before, 
And that is basically the Empire um, transitioning from clones to conscripted soldiers, um, which we know we at this point we could see is inevitable based on the fact that clones are, you know, aging. They're they're, you know, on their way out. Uh, so that I feel like we're leading up to like a four or three ish episode kind of end of the story here. Or I think we're coming in for a landing, hopefully. Oh, you said a thing. Yeah. I mean, if we have this sort of episode, this two episode arc with the, all the setup and then we got filler and then we got the big ending. I'm like, hey, yeah. come on. You had the momentum going, you know. Yeah. But we yep. will see. Um, yeah, that's it for us. Uh, thank you for listening and or watching. Um, make sure to check back in a couple days when the next episode is out. We'll be posting our review the day of, uh, and at the very, the very latest the day after, which I doubt. Um, but yeah, stick around for that. Thanks for listening to this. Check out the other reviews, the other reactions. There's a whole bunch of Bad Batch stuff on the channel and oh, yeah. we'll be continuing to come out until Bad Batch ends. Uh, but yeah, thanks for watching and we will talk to you again very soon. Good bye. Buenos noches. I had, Just buenos. I had my goodbye prepared this time. I did not. <laughs>